you like love? Are you a night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us. And thank you for joining us down another excursion through the stream of consciousness towards the river of love on the journey that we call life. Yay! That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> one of these days I'll actually script it, but you know, sometimes it's actually better to do these things unscripted. I think it it's, becomes a thing right there at the start of the show. Do I screw it up or not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do today? We don't know. <laughs> do we screw it up right at the jump or do we actually get through five minutes of the show before I start tripping over myself? <laughs> Or having to do something like this because I forgot to pop open my my can of frosty drink here before the show started, like I meant to, but I got distracted. Anyway. And that's a soda, by the way. That's a Dr. Pepper. That's not a beer. You know, I want them to give me a sponsorship. Anyway, so some people call Dr. Pepper, say I'm their biggest fan. It's literally the only thing I drink and that they should throw me money just because um, they're, they're, they're nice people. Yes, they are. We should reach out to them. I should show them my stack of Dr. Pepper empties. Yes, anyway. in the kitchen. That was quite a surprise to walk in and well, see all that. Yeah, but I, I know the back sink is broken, so you can't use I it gotta, to empty your soda cans. Yeah, it, the, 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 the old pipes rusted through. It has nothing to do with the fact that that's where I take care of old soda cans or anything that can't have anything to do with it. No, no. no. <laughs> we told you it was going to be silly. I said it right in the title of the show. Today it was Saturday Today Night Silliness. Today it was Saturday Night Silliness. Yes, it's yeah. about what's going on. Yeah, well, it's a difficult time for a lot of people in our audience. I think we, we actually reached six countries, so we get all the way to Uganda. And oh, we do. Yay. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have six countries, Ireland and the UK and so to all our all our listeners around the world who want to thank you for taking the time with us. That's a it's kind of a cool thing. And I should have made the list. And I can pull it up. I'll pull it up here on the break. I'll, we'll take a short break and I'll pull up the information. We'll say yes. I'll say thank you to the the countries who listen to us on the podcast because I think it's kind of cool that we have a worldwide audience. You know, you're touching somebody in some way across the world because the way it's calculated on the podcast it's the regular listeners and so it's it's from spotify so anyway i think that's kind of interesting that's very cool so that's so that's neat thank you and so thank you for listening and during this time unless these those of us in the northern hemisphere are hitting the cold season and it's kind of the the depression season and there's a lot of worry about what's going on in the world you know this whole COVID thing and is still kind of sitting on top of people's heads and we're not going to discuss that directly but we are going to discuss the fact that you know many people are struggling with their emotional and mental health right now you know a lot of people who didn't used to have emotional health problems are now having emotional health problems and many people who used to have emotional health problems have now having mental health problems and we've seen not just here in the United States worldwide suicide rates are skyrocketing and this the social isolation we are 
most of us are social creatures. You know, not everybody can live their lives holed up in a cave. You know, those of us introverts, oddly enough, and I'm an introvert sitting here on the thing, but that's another that's another discussion. I, I'm an introvert, and so I can sit relatively long periods of time without a whole lot of human interaction as long as I have the one, those two or three people who I love and care most around me, around me. Yes, me too. And so, you know, for us, it hasn't, we have the strong support system we need to get through this period of time. For those that don't, this is a tough time. And, you know, a lot of people are looking for something to, you know, help them through it. You can, you can watch it. The strain, the long-term strain is starting to wear on people. And then it's the Christmas season. We've just gone through Thanksgiving. And despite, you know, lots of travel, most people actually didn't travel. It's just you notice those who did. And so, you know, people are disconnected. And it's a sad thing. But I think we, as the human spirit, we will push through. We've actually gotten through worse things in human history. You know, this probably won't rank in the top 10, to be honest, to really think about it. Those of us who understand human history, just in the 20th century alone, you could probably think of 10 things that we went through worse. All the wars and the famines and the, you know, the political upheavals, tens, hundreds of millions of people. Uh, Lives ended in a way other than they would have chosen, probably say. Yes. And things like abject poverty, while still a serious issue, had almost, a, you know, it had become pockets. It was no longer a widespread thing. There were pockets that were hard to deal with because of political instability or something. It was no longer our ability to get them food. It was other issues. And that's a huge human advancement. And, you know, we get so caught up in our day-to-day -day lives that we forget how far we've actually come. You know, I see people talking about this as this is one of the darkest days of human history. And I say, y'all don't understand human history if you think these are the darkest days of human history. Yes, they're hard for us because we are modern humans and we're used to modern life. And, and it's twofold. That comes twofold. We're used to problems being solved quickly. And we're also not used to having to deal with this type of thing. A hundred years ago, you know, we had the Spanish flu. They actually kind of dealt with it kind of the same way. But more people died as a percentage-wise. And, you know, life went on. It didn't leave a big, huge scar. But... We were only 30, 40 years removed from where death at 30 was a common occurrence. And so now the fact that death at 75 is still considered young. Yes. 75 used to be old. 75 is now young. 80 is not, is, is not an exception. 80 is kind of the rule, almost. Yes. And so we've, and it's a good thing that we have these raised expectations. I don't want anybody to understand, to misunderstand me. 
but we should remember that we are a fragile species just like every other species on the planet we have our weaknesses we can we can conquer all kinds of things we can kill the major predators we can change the environment but nature has its way of balancing the world out well i think it's that feeling of powerlessness and being feeling overwhelmed that it gets to me sometimes and i have to take a breath you know and realize this too shall pass this too shall pass and i, and I have to just take a deep breath and one day at a time yeah I, there's sometimes one hour at a time and it's not easy because some people have businesses shut down their livelihoods have been taken away for no nothing they've done just because you know that's kind of what's happened and and what do you do what do you tell them you have to go lean on their support systems and you have to hope that you know they have enough and i think hope is starting to wear thin hope is starting to wear thin yes and you know i know there's some some hope for a vaccine but i don't i think people are skeptical I think some it, people are yes i think a lot of people have become skeptical i think people are skeptical of the rest nature of it i am i'm i'm not against vaccines by any stretch of the imagination but i my my children were part of a vaccine trial and i know how they go and so i'm you know man They've created one, tested it in nine months. That's rushed. And some of these are new ways. And I don't know. I suppose if you have comorbidities, maybe it's an issue. If you're young and healthy, maybe you don't. It's such a hard thing to know to what to do. Oh, such a personal decision. My goodness. Yeah. Well, it's because apparently the vaccines are no joke. They're, they've created their own severe case response. It's just they don't produce the death response. <laughs> so what do you do? You still get 15% still get really sick. Yeah. No, I don't know how many. I, the literature I was reading didn't tell me if it, what percentage actually needed medical care of that 15 you know, like right now, I think COVID on average is 3%. If you're in elderly care, it's something like 8, 10% of people who get it need, need medical care. But it's hard to follow because it's such dependent. When you look at the worldwide data, it's so hard to know because the, all different countries count them differently. <laughs> and you have different health factors in different countries because it seems like obesity and, and diabetes is a large factor, which means in places like the United States and Denmark and other places that have, have high issues with the diabetes, they're going to struggle than in places like Southeast Asia where diabetes is essentially non-existent. And then places, some countries and some cultures have a different view on deaths. And so they count deaths differently. They're very strict on how they count COVID deaths. If you had, if you had 
diabetes and were overweight and you died from COVID. They said you died from diabetes, not from COVID. And here we say you died from COVID. I'm not saying one way is right or wrong. I don't know the answer to that. That's a cultural answer. It's not really a, a scientific answer. Both ways have value. And which one you prefer to look at is going to be a cultural decision. It's just, that's why some of these places have such wide disparities in the way they're counted. It's just because the way they're counted and the, the strange way that health works on this. If you have a young population, you're going to do better than countries that have an older population. Simply because of the way the numbers work. Yes. So, but it's a hard time. The point of all that discussion was these are difficult times and there's no clear answer. And that makes it very unsettling for a lot of people because a lot of people want to go, just tell me something solid that you can hold on to and there's not much there. And people can sense that. They can feel that. And then you have their political leaders saying one thing and doing another. And what are you supposed to do at that stage? As an individual trying to get through life, trying to protect your family, trying to do what's right for your community, trying to piece all that together at once, You get frustrated and it starts to take a toll. And I think during this time of giving, this time of remembrance, this time of thankfulness, this time of giving, you know, let's not forget to give to ourselves a little bit. Yes. Let's be kind to ourselves. Let's give yourselves a little self-hug every day. Say, it's okay to feel this way because there's enough reason for it. You know, and then you just start trying to make your life better. One little bit of a time. I know I am. I've changed a little bit. I'm trying to make the world around me, the little environment that I can make better, trying to make better every day, trying to do a little bit to make the life around me a little bit better. The whole political campaign and let a bunch of stuff slide because it's a lot of it's mental taxing. And so, you know, you're trying to pick all that back up and put it all back together along with starting this project and you've got all these things to do, but you know, I've got to remember to take some time for myself. I hadn't been doing that. And so I have to focus on giving myself a little more time, catch up on some of that and then be careful going forward. Cause I'm no good to nobody when I'm mentally exhausted and I can't make decisions. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I think it's the lesson for everybody to, you know, be mindful and love yourself a little bit. I like the way you put it. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, you're no good to anybody. No. If, if I can't make decisions, then I can't put stuff together properly because can't make decisions and there's lots of decisions to be made so and so keeping a clear head or okay as clear ahead as possible during all this process and it's, it's hard and i'm not the only one going through it jesus there's millions of people whose lives are changing and it's all changing as rapidly as possible and we don't know what life's going to look like in six months and so we're all just kind of stumbling through this, doing the best we damn can. 
And I think all of us need to take a break and say, it's okay to feel unsettled. It's okay to not always be feeling like you're handling this properly because what the hell does properly mean? <laughs> How do we know? You know, well, the humanity has gone through this before, sure, but they've never gone through it the way we're going through it now. They've never had this complicated set of interactions, worldwide interactions, where we can literally talk to the world. Yes. And so, and so at the same time, the whole world is going through some through this thing at once when before it may have taken three, four years to get just halfway around the world. And it happened in three, four months. So, the age of the jet plane. Anyway. Let's get off of that. We promised silliness. So I want to get off of that. But before we get off of that, um, if you would like to help us on our journey, you can go to our, would you please go to our Patreon page? It's patreon.com slash late night love. And we have, uh, there's starts at $3, three, five, 10 and $20 um, for various special Perks of each level. The, the very three for three bucks, you get to talk to Lelaminator. For twenty bucks, you get to kind of hang out with us behind the scenes, and stuff happens in between. <laughs> I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. And please do us a favor: subscribe and like to us on all this on your social media things. You can follow me at, at Jazzrek on Twitter. You can talk to Lelmi at the web page on the, the yes, web page please. on the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook slash the late night love. I'm ready because despite there not being a page, but uh, the Facebook page called late night love, we can't have our name being late night love. So who knows what the hell happened there? So I must have had it relatively recently, and it hasn't cycled back to available. Uh, bummer. Who knows? I could ask Facebook, but at this stage, you get my. You kind of have to keep it. It's just the late night love. The late night love. Facebook's last Facebook. Yeah. Facebook me. Yeah. But we're also on, on all the other ones. We're on Minds. You can find us on Minds. You can find us on MeWe. Um, there's one more that I'm forgetting because there's a million social media things nowadays because it's splintering. So, anyway. Okay. So, all done with all the promotional madness. So, now we're going to talk. Mother-in-laws. What happens? How much fun Mother. is talking mother-in-laws? Well, I have an article here. Ten signs you have a toxic mother-in-law and what to do about it. Toxic mother-in-law. Well, man, I'm going to have to put that in the description while we're at it. Go ahead. Okay, let's get going here because we got ten of them. Okay, one, she ignores personal boundaries. You've explicitly asked your mother-in-law not to post pictures of you on your social media account, but she does so anyway. Now, I, I wouldn't make that a hill to die on, but I just keep going back to the well on that one. You know, I mean, if or at least ask her if you can pre-approve the pictures that you have of yourself on social media 
if it really bothers you that much. Yeah, I guess. I just live my life so open. I just don't care. So it's hard for me to relate. But I suppose if you're a really private person, you don't want, or there's a reason for you not to have your picture on it. And your mother-in-law is just being a pain in the butt. It's either being thoughtless or vindictive. It's one of the two. It could be either both. I suppose vindictive mother-in-law like something out of a comedy movie. You know, they exist. They exist. This oh, yeah, one, this, this says, this article says, you know, that your spouse may have to be maybe roped into this one at some point as well. I see no, I see no reason to get him involved at that point. Well, theoretically, you shouldn't have to get him involved. He should get himself involved. Um, but that's theoretical. It could be a difficult relationship between him and his mother anyway if she's like that historically uh, so if she's just kind of an overbearing person and i just meant i didn't think it was that a hill to die on you know here again well probably prob a hill to die on probably not but i'd save i'd save those but it would be one of those things where you just limit the amount of opportunity she has to get pictures of you, I suppose, which is annoying, but it also gives you an excuse not to spend time around her. So there you go. <laughs> so, Laura, a, I can't hang out with you. You take my picture. Yeah. If you're going to keep showing my pictures, you know, it's fine. But yeah, it is what it is. Well, that's making it a hill to die on. That's not dying. That's just setting your personal boundaries. Setting boundaries. All right. It's, a difference. it's how you do it is the, is, is the difference. I mean, you didn't, you're not threatening time with the grandchildren. You're just saying you're not going. You're saying you can't see your grandchildren. That's going too far. You're saying I can't spend time with you except on rare occasions because that's all. That's the difference. There is a difference. One setting boundaries, the other's being a dick. Or a bunghole, or whatever you want, a euphemism. Okay. You know, there's, a, there's a difference. How old are you? I am Cornholio! Oh, I need my. to for my bunghole! <laughs> no. Not being butthead. I can't believe you just did that. I said it was Saturday night silliness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? All right. Offers unsolicited advice. For example, you know, John actually likes his underwear folded this way. You know, uh, I, I don't think John gives a rat's butt about how he likes his underwear. Well, you could do two things. You could do two things. You could go, thanks, and do it that way in front of her. Yeah. Or you could just go thanks and blow her off and do it the way you want to. You, so, so you say throwing the underwear at her is not an acceptable response. No, <laughs> here you do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know I will too. So, <laughs> what? It's clean. <laughs> 
You would too, yes. <laughs> yeah, I would. Which is why no one would say that around me. So I don't want to be putting these damn things away anyway. So <laughs> that's sweet that his ass can fold them. That's, that's, that's what I would say. <laughs> But to be honest, I'm not entirely for the just for the example. It's a dumb example because I'm not entirely sure there's that many men that actually give much care about how they're. Well, this isn't cool. what we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> mommy knows best attitude. Yeah, well, if mommy thinks little Johnny cares about how his underwear is folded, she don't know little Johnny very well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> men don't really care how their underwear is folded. No, well. I can't. I can't speak for all men, but as a rule of thumb, it's not something that's higher on our list. No. <laughs> well, some of us fold it. Yes. How we fold it? The way someone taught us to fold it. That's how we're going to fold it. <laughs> Whoever happened to teach us first is how we're going to fold it until we feel like changing. Because. Or we forget and fold, start folding it some other way. Or you're like me and fold it differently. Literally every time you fold something. You do. It's <laughs> maddening. Towels turn out all cattywampus. <laughs> I just fold it. I just look at it and fold it. I don't have a way of folding. I just fold it. Because <laughs> it's folded, ain't it? What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm happy you participate. Okay, here we go. Number three, cancels plans last minute or shows up unannounced. Um, now, showing up unannounced, so that's a hill I would die on. Well, I, I'm assuming that this means it's a routine habit, not something that just happens on occasion. So... Yeah, I'm. I don't know if it. I wouldn't answer the door. I I'd, I'd tell her I'm sorry. I I wouldn't be. I'm not gonna, you know, or answer the door. I'm sorry. You know, if you're busy, you're busy. Well, see, in the olden days, it was actually acceptable because you couldn't just call somebody. You couldn't send them a text message. You couldn't do any of that stuff. It was harder if you were out and about. You couldn't call someone. You didn't have a cell phone. Back in our youth, back in our youth, you know, back when, in our when, youth. yeah, back when okay, and, phones and, still had cords and you're driving around and hey, I'm gonna, I'm driving by on the okay, freeway. Okay, no, just to qualify this, this is a habitual, this is not an, a one off. Yeah, okay, but what if she happens to be on the way home from someplace? From, if it's a one off, that's yeah. fine, yeah. that happens. So, anyway. But if you're habitually coming over on the side and you're just dropping in all the time, yeah, you well, know, and how can you have time to be, have alone time with your spouse? You know? Hey, thanks for showing up. We're going for pizza and a movie. See you later. <laughs> She'll stop coming over. <laughs> Think, think. <laughs> no, I'm being, 
No, I'm, I'm being flippant because I called the Saturday Night Silliness. But no, these are serious. Actually, are just serious issues and how you deal with them. Because dealing with you know the other person's parents is is hard because they're parents and they're family. Yes. And it's a uh, it's a lifelong relationship there as well. It's just not in the house, hopefully, necessarily. Yes. So, so it's difficult. There's no clear, like, you know, sadly, like so many things with relationship, there's no clear answers. You kind of have to muddle your way through it as best you can. But, you know, I think you should remember that they're family. And they have idiosyncrasies just like you. And maybe the reason they want to see you is because they're lonely or because they like you. Now, it doesn't mean you don't set your boundaries, but maybe it changes your mindset while you're setting them. And maybe it's the... Well, yes, that's something to think about. I mean, you don't want to exclude them, but a healthy balance. Yes, well, there's the difference. It's someone what who's we're talking kind about. of deliberately toxic and someone who is toxic because they're reaching wanting something wanting to fill something got emptiness emptiness syndrome and they don't know what to do with it and you're the one who happens to live close and so they're going through a tough time and so there's different reasons and you know if you you know should you always have to be the bigger person should you always have to be the one who helps navigate these things probably not but life ain't fair if you're the one who's self-aware enough to notice and to be able to navigate these these relationships and help people become a little bit better at, at navigating these things and you can help them have a little bit better lives, then it will help you have a little bit better life. It's not fair, but life ain't fair. You know, the mindful, those who are self-aware. Those who take the time to understand themselves and the world around them, yeah, it comes with a cost. And the cost is responsibility. You have to now make choices what to do with that knowledge, that wisdom. Are you going to sit on it or are you going to use it? Are you going to use it for yourself? Are you going to use it in a selfish way or are you going to use it to help the world? These things have to be thought about. Anyway, as we go on, sorry I went on a long philosophical honest. No, wait, we are going to stop and take a break, and it is actually going to be a quite quick five-minute break today. We are going to take an actual, actual break, so we will be right back. And we're back. Thank you for joining us again. Um, we have been talking about toxic mother-in-law. So what else you got over there? Okay. She buys inappropriate gifts for your spouse. It's your spouse's birthday and your mother-in-law gives him something super intimate, like sexy underwear or something very expensive, like a trip to the Caribbean just for the two of them. You know what? 
I would stay the heck away from all of this. It involves him. It's his mother. Let him deal with it. Yeah, those are two, two. That's their relationship. Yeah, don't judge other people's presence. And if he gets a, Carib a trip to the Caribbean for him and his mother, well, so? I mean, it maybe it's kind of annoying, but so what? I mean, unless again she has a history of being toxic. If this is the, if that's her personality quirk. Now, if someone's got four or five of these listed, then you've got an issue. But if they just have one of these, right, so right, right, the list, right, right, then it's just a quirk. Then it's just a quirk, and you have to find some way to deal with it. If they're getting a handful of these things on this list, then it becomes an issue. Or if someone's just being vindictive, and you can tell, you can tell when someone's just being kind of clueless or being the way they are. And when someone's being vindictive, you can tell. Yes. Yeah. Most of us can tell anyway. Okay. Number five. She gives you gifts, but the strings attached. Your mother-in-law buys you clothes that she approves of and pressures you to wear them in your presence. Well. That's just mother-in-law. I, <laughs> I think they just do that. Yeah. I think that's just mother-in-law. I think that's, I think that's just happens when people become. Yeah, I don't know. That would make it again, unless it's a number of things. If that's the only thing, can be count yourself blessed as lucky having a decent mother-in-law and move on. Yeah, because guys have to. Oh crap! Your your mother gave me a, sh a sweater for Christmas last year. Which one was it? So we can wear it for Christmas this year. That's what guys have to go through every damn year. <laughs> Because <laughs> we don't know, we don't remember which who gave us the gift. See, I was raised that that's what you do, though. Yes, but uh, you know, and some people weren't, and so it's the when those cultures clash, it becomes a, it becomes an issue. And you know, most people don't care that much, <laughs> and so they'll they'll kind of okay. It makes her happy. I'll, it makes her year, happy. It makes her happy once, twice a year. I bust out some shirts you bought me. If the, the problem is most guys aren't going to remember. <laughs> we'll remind you. Yeah, see. So, number six, she's always right without exception. When you and your mother in law have a disagreement, no matter how trivial, she works tirelessly to ensure everyone, including your partner, takes her side. Well, isn't that? Well, I would. I'm getting. No, I won't say that because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> this letter. Who cares? Well, I was gonna say it's kind of a trait. That, you know, it, it is what it is. The matriarch of families has that habit. And it's kind of a thing. It's no different than the old old man sits at the head of the table, regardless. The elders. It's kind of yes. the same thing. And, you know, and from a male perspective, we're going, yeah. Y'all been married to yourselves before? You guys always have to be right in every argument. Even when you're wrong, you still have to be right. And so now you're complaining that your mother-in-law isn't? Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> we don't all do that. <laughs> no, you don't all do that. But you know if you do, that it's a thing. It's a thing, <laughs> <laughs> you don't, but the question is, you don't do that now because you're a human being that grows. Did you do it in your 20s or 30s? Did I? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I was a bossy. <laughs> I was bossy. I was a know-it-all. But I let my mother-in-law have the last word. I was raised right. Yeah, well, because it comes a point. Someone's going to have to have the last word, and you might as well just. Who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah. At some point, it becomes. Uh, I've said my piece. That's, You've said what you have to say. Move on. Yeah, it becomes. Does it really matter? Here again, hills to die on. Well, once something becomes circular, then you're just arguing to be arguing, and you might as well just move on. Right, right. But yeah, that's. I'm sorry. From a man perspective, I think, yeah, welcome to the club. It's just. <laughs> first time. It's just, we've been here before. It's like, what's that meme where the guys are sitting there, you know, with the, with the noose around their neck, and the other guy scoring. It was first time. Because apparently it's from a movie. Some guy's got hung before him. Doesn't die. So he's what? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there's a goofy meme about it. All right. Number seven, straight up ignores you. Okay, that's just passive aggressive. Catch yourself lucky if she, uh, just I just wait for it to blow over. I just let yeah. What the hell? <laughs> hey, wait. She ignores me. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> She'll get over it. No, sweet. I hope she don't. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> no, I would be antsy about it. That's but, the difference between men uh, and women. You know, until it was over. But, but you know, then what are you going to do about it? Are you going to make her talk to you? You can't make someone talk to you. You don't want to talk to me? Sweet. So, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Solve all my problems. Thank okay. you. Success. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, maybe that's the difference between the kind of generic man and woman. It's like, you, she's not talking to me. And the guy goes, she doesn't want to talk to me. But she's kind of a pain in the ass to talk to. Yeah, well, sounds like you're winning. <laughs> sounds like you're winning. Sounds like you're winning. <laughs> Saying, if, she, if your toxic mother-in-law refuses to talk to you, he ignores you, sounds to me like you're winning. <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't know what more you want on that one. Number eight, she's impossible to please. A mother-in-law is often judgmental, rude, or dispenses criticism no, with no regard for how it's received. She comes over to dinner and says, you know, these mashed potatoes are too gloppy for me. You know what? Then don't cook for her. Yeah, I... You know, if, if she's... If she's just a little curmudgeon, and we've all met them, that they're just not happy people, you know, and I kind of feel sad for him. Yeah, there comes a point where it's just, yeah, she's she's going to find, she's not happier unless she's complaining. Right, right, right. So that's just her. Yeah, in a sense, you know, she's, she knows you'll accept her long enough so she can feel comfortable complaining. I mean, there's something. It's to a that. backhanded compliment. Yeah. It's, it's just, she feels comfortable <laughs> enough with you to do that. She uh, feels comfortable enough to be herself or she doesn't have to kind of self-censor. It, 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 it's, I don't think she means this as a backhanded compliment, but technically speaking, psychologically it might be. Yeah. And maybe her, the, she has, doesn't know any other way to reach out. She's trying to connect as best she can, and that's all she knows how to do. 
That's sad. But if this is what you have, this is what you have. And, you know, it, 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 it's easy to take it personal in the moment. Well, especially if you're, you're going back, if you're going back to generations whose entire lives was keeping the house. Everything, their, their whole lives were judged by how well they kept house. They didn't have a career. They were raising their kids and keeping the house. And that's how these and that's how they were judged. And so it's just like, you know, an electrician will judge the work of other electricians. A, 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 a carpenter will judge the work of other carpenters. Not in necessarily a mean way. They just, it's habit habitual. And so, you know, someone who's a professional housewife will kind of accidentally judge people based on that standard. I see. You know, and quite frankly, some of us like lumpy potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> now, this one always creeps me out. Number one, behaves differently when your spouse isn't present. To me, that just creeps me out. I can't, I just wouldn't hang out with her. Yeah. Well, if she did that, if she was nasty every time you stepped out the door, I just wouldn't hang out with her. Yeah. But what if she was kind of snippy when your husband was around? But uh, That's uh, their thing. And then became, and then was as sweet as pie the minute you guys were alone. Well, that's a horse of a different color. I don't know. That's a really tough one. Yeah, what what is Yeah, that's I mean it happens. I'd call her on it. I'd I'd i talk to her about that. Hey, it really hurts my feelings. I've noticed this happens. Is there something I'm doing that Well, one, you could just take it whatever what it is. You know, she necessarily doesn't like you, but she's willing to play nice in front of her, her husband, so there's the key there. It's okay, fine. I, I get it. I'm I'll just not be around you, not around her husband. I think you actually had that one right, if she's mean. Now, if if she's kind of snippy and judgmental or something in front of your husband and then is nice as pie and treats you like an equal beat when he's not around, that may be something you have a conversation about over tea to figure out, okay, well, is there a reason you're doing this? Yeah, yeah. It's, it says, you know, hey, it's fine by me if there's, you know, whatever, he's He's your son. You can deal with him how you want. But, 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 have I, but you're upset with me. What but is, no, but, what she, but no, I the other way around. If she's being nice to you. Because if, she, if she's being a penis to you. If she's being nice when he's around? No, she's not being nice. If she's being snippy and judgmental when he's around. Kind of kind of well, underhanded comment. You know. Yeah, I'd ask her. What am I doing? Am I doing something? No, well, why would you ask her if you're doing something if she's nice to you when you're when he's not around? But but I'd still ask her, am I doing something around your son that, that irritates you? Am I doing something it's with It's not him? you, it's her son. It's not your relationship with him. It's her it's about her relationship with him, not you. Do you think so? Yeah. If you take the son out the equation and then she's perfectly nice, it's not about you. 
not everything is about you. As lovely as you are and as much as I love you, the world doesn't always well, revolve I, around I didn't understand your question. <laughs> if, if she's snippy and judgmental when your husband's around and then he goes around and now she's nice as pie and treats you like an equal. And yeah, all, yeah, okay. It's not then, about it's you. Not, then it's him. Yeah. It has to do with him. It has to do with him. Hey, it's fine by me, but why do you do that? And, you know, she's probably got some reason for it. And it's habit, probably, I would suspect. She had to keep on him as a teenager to, to get him to get through school or something. She just forgot how to not. <laughs> There's she hasn't shifted gears yet. <laughs> yeah, she forgot how to not. You know, we're all kind of freaking human. And speaking about being human. Okay, I have one more to go. Okay, one more. All right, let's go. She gossips about you to family and friends. Well, oh God, of course she's going to talk about you. You're her, you're her, you're her daughter-in-law. She's, you know, it's her family. She's going to talk about things that go on in the family. Did that's, a man write that? I don't know. Because that's like a man doesn't understand that women gossip. It's not even gossip. They just talk. We talk about our day. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all will talk longer than your day is long. I don't understand what the hell you all can talk about. Someone can go to a three hour event and you guys can find some way to talk for six hours about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand it, but okay. Guys, that's a 20 minute conversation tops. That's if it's complicated, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But you know, the relationship, people who are relationship focused will talk about the relationships. And the fact is, you know what? At least she's talking about you. What is it? The red green thing? When they went and listened to their wives on their having their monthly meeting, and he said, they didn't talk about him at all. It was all upsetting that they didn't talk about him. So all right. No. At least she was talking about you. Yeah. She may think you're a shrew, but at least she's talking about you. She's talking about you. <laughs> You're living rent-free in her head. Look at it that way. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've got this other thing. We got the tool and this on the Saturday night silliness because while this is silly, it's not. It's not. It's serious. It's it's a serious discussion. So there's an article. It's I think it's in it's in Slate. So you guys can go check it out. Just the other day, November 29th. So it's an article about this mother whose daughter came down and asked for Now, I never know how they pronounce it because I don't actually listen to this guy. I'm so old. She says she wants, what is this? Is it WAP or is it WAP? Anyway, she want, what she wants is waffles and pancakes because that's what she heard because there's a song by Cardi B and the whole WAP thing. And, and you know, it means her, you know, Lady Garden is well watered. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but the daughter here, the 11 year old girl, heard it from somewhere. Someone else's parents told her it meant waffle and pancakes. Or someone, one of her friends said her parents said it meant waffles and pancakes, which isn't as bad as the other one. The other, some other person's grandmother told them it, it meant wishes and prayers. Oh, geez, Lou. <laughs> and so this parent, she had to tell her 11 year old daughter an appropriate way to what. With that whole Cardi B's 
song meant the whole i don't i have to I'm gonna have to listen to it and see it's, i suppose it says wow well i suppose we do have to listen to one it. of these days we're gonna have, have to. to yeah but just to figure out how they're saying it just so i don't feel so goddamn old oh <laughs> dude, oh I'm man old. and i sound like i don't like modern music i listen to it all the time it's just i'm listening to it you know three years too late three years <laughs> i'm just three years slow that's all but because it's an interesting discussion you know what do you tell an 11 year old over that Because well, in the modern world, it's going to happen. So you have to make, you have to kind of decide. 11 years old is a little, is a little young for that. But if they're hearing it among their friends, if this is going around, then you, I always felt obligated to tell them the tell them the truth. The most truth that they can comprehend. Yes. I think it was always mine. And I always went, Tried to go a little above. I always try to push their comprehension levels. I was like, I always told them I try to treat them a year older than they are. I remember that. And it was, it gave them something to strive for. Whether it worked or not is an open question, but we'll see. Uh, you know, depending on fine works, I guess. Um, well, they're all fine now. Yeah, they're all good human beings. So, so I suppose that worked. But. Yeah. They all felt empowered to be themselves, I suppose. And that was, a... but anyway, the, so the question is, how do you address that? How do you tell an 11 year old? No, what it really means is this woman is overly excited. How do you tell? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not the song is really about a woman who becomes overly excited, shall we say, and, and, and is using that as her best quality it's not a, a woman's empowerment song quite frankly no see that's a that's a lengthy discussion yeah it's no i'm hey knock yourself but you up. have to try and concise it because you're gonna 11 year old you're gonna lose them pretty quick yeah that's that's a difficult discussion I mean, because you're going to have to use some euphemisms because you don't really want to be graphic. But you're going to have to be honest about what it really means because you're going to have to tell them what it actually means. Yes. Yes. And then you're going to have to tell them why it means what it means. Yes. Now, the question is, are you going to have to actually get into a whole... Well, you could... the song. Well, you can, you can always give your. I always gave my opinion. Well, because now I don't think, or I do think that you know, I don't think that this is a this is a flattering way to portray young women. You can always put your opinion in there. Yes, but you also don't want to stifle a, a young woman's potential sexuality. You don't want to do. You know, and, and so you don't want to necessarily condemn the fact that she's a, a that the artist is someone who enjoys expressing her sexuality on a regular basis. Now, the song itself, because so I've only read it, I haven't actually heard it. <laughs> I read it, I haven't heard it. And so you don't know how the actually, there's a difference. Right, right, right. I, I, right. And so 
I don't want to be overly judgmental, but and you know, man, art can be art. There's places for it. You should hear the stuff we used to listen to when I was a teenager. Well, there's that. And so, you know, I'm not going to be a prude and say that, you know, the artist shouldn't be writing what they want to write. It's no, fine. no, that's not what I'm saying. It's just the question becomes how deep of a conversation can your do you, child do handle you really want to in analyzing yeah. the song rather than just saying that's doesn't mean waffles and pancakes it means um, something uh, else a young woman is sexually excited and that's all you got to say and just leave it at that <laughs> yeah i mean i suppose that is one way you can have the discussion. It just so here's an idea: you could ask them what they think of the song. Yeah, it's the kids aren't going to want to sit there and talk to you about the song, though. They're just not. So the question is: Yeah, but you got to ask questions. You know, I've always came to let them ask me questions but they've always managed to figure it out but it's an open thing i'm not sure it's a it's a hard question but you shouldn't be afraid as parents we can't be afraid to tackle these things there's actually in a sense there's not a wrong answer well there's no wrong no right or wrong answer well, no. i mean you have can to we say wishes child. and prayers is the wrong freaking answer except maybe it's not Someone says it's not my place to answer that properly, so I'm going to have to. So she came up with something on the spur of the moment. I will give somebody a break. I'll cut somebody some slack. If... That's grandma. That is actually <laughs> what it means. <laughs> but, I mean, if someone catches someone off guard and they come up with something just to move it on. Then, then I'll catch them for slack. Of course, it's not, it's not your place to to answer to that say, fully. Yeah. Now, the best answer to that is is you're going to have to talk yes, to your parents, parents about that. I can't answer that question. It's not my place. No, I've had to do that. Because sometimes it's not your place, and especially at 11 years old, 16, maybe it's a different question. You can a little bit older, 15, 16 years old. Maybe you can have the a little deeper conversation with the child who's not yours. But at eleven, yeah, send them to their parents. March that way. <laughs> really? <laughs> Ask them. <laughs> I ain't touching that. But you know, it, it is a hard thing. But I God. I just think of the songs that we used to listen to, so I can't be Mr. Judgy Wedgy over here about the music that we're listening well, to. Well, no, because well, I'm back from the days of Too Short and all, and Two Live Crew and all these kinds of things. And, and let's put it this way: the music today is tame compared to some of that stuff. It just is. And that is, we got five minutes left. So what do we want to have for to end this on? Oh, we do want to, as we end the show, we want to, want to point out our, and thank our listeners. We got listeners from the United States, as it says here, the United Kingdom, Nigeria, Ireland, 
and Germany, and we can find Finland on a map. Finland. And, and, we, and Finland. We have regular listeners in Finland. Or a regular listener, that's, probably. That's just amazing. Thank you, everyone. And the Finland, and no one's going to get the Finland on a map reference unless you happen to be a sports night nerd. So it is what it is. But it's one of my favorite TV shows. It's in the pilot, so there you don't have to watch the following. You just watch the pilot. And... It's in the pilot, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. just the first episode. They can't find Finland on a map. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want to thank you. It's it's pretty cool that we have listeners from around the world, and it's uh, you know our voices. You put your voice out into the ether, hoping that you can bring a little bit of positivity, a little bit of understanding, a little bit of love, a little bit of love and compassion. You know, there's a lot of lonely people out in the world on normal times, and in these times, there's even there's a need for more love. There's a need for us to focus on the good things in life. You know, it's not just that time of year where we become thankful for those around us who we love, what we love, and all these various goodness that surrounds us in life. We have a, a difficult journey. You know, life is never easy. No one gets out of it unscathed. And um, so we should be kind to ourselves, to those around us, to those we love, and even to those you don't. Because hate in, the, in your heart only hurts you. Yes. And so, you know, the reason you forgive is not for the other person, it's for you. And that includes forgiving yourself. Top of the list. Top of the list is forgiving yourself. And if you can help us on our journey, please do us a favor. Click all the subscribe buttons. Find us, uh, share, follow, subscribe. Do all those good things. You can join us on our journey at patreon.com slash late night love. For as little as three dollars a day, you get to talk to Lubby and help choose three dollars a month. Three dollars a month. Yes, did I say a day? I did say yes, a day. Yes, a day. Oh well, that'd be confusing. For three dollars a month, as little as three dollars a month, you can join us on our Discord server. You can join us, and you can help us choose daily dose topics. You get to get topic selection. You get to have some, really looking forward to that. You can help us some talk with topic selection. And so from our family to yours, we uh, thank you on this journey down the river of love to the Bay of Tranquility. Sea of Tranquility. See, I screwed up. I almost made it all the way through, right to the end. Thank you for taking us along this journey down the river of love to the sweet Sea of Tranquility. To the dark of night. Good night. We love you and love everybody.